This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Triple Jump podcast. It's a video game podcast. My name is Ben. And my name is Peter. Hello, Peter. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm okay. A bit, a bit tired. I feel like I've, we've both been working quite hard the past couple of weeks. Yeah, we have. There seems to have been a lot on all the time. Lots that's of good. Manuel hours, mm. many hours, and uh, sickness as well for both of us yeah. in various forms, which but, has been uh, really fun. We've both got some, some TLC this weekend don't go yeah. chasing waterfalls absolutely just stick to the what was it uh no scrubs oh just stick to stick to no scrubs just stick to no scrubs yeah. okay something about reaching for the stars as well climb, yeah climb every mountain high so we'll uh we've we've got some some time at home slash with families this weekend too. oh i haven't you're, you're going to family aren't you no i'm going to a family's place but there'll be no family there that's, oh, well, that's you, part of the enjoyment you've got that i've seen enough though. family recently some of Goodness. their food you're probably allowed to eat oh yeah they'll yeah. leave me food like a like a, like for a stray dog yeah he's he's package. under the mat and uh, and there's some dog biscuits in the cupboard oh, oh thank you, thank you. Oh, this is a video game this is a video game is podcast. it it is a the vi- official scooby-doo this podcast. is this is a video this is a video game podcast it's mm. not it's not the video game, right? So it's not sort of if what we're saying is if you wanted insight, sort of a very particular insight, well knowledgeable informed. insight, well well informed insight on the world of video games, there there are alternatives. What are you doing but this here? is one of the video game podcasts that exists. Mm. This is a video game podcast. Anyway, uh, for some reason, despite our obvious intelligence and ability to do this job or lack thereof, yeah. We have we have a sponsor every single week. Mm. They want to sponsor the podcast because they think, hey, there's a, there's a couple of good boys and they know all about the games. Yeah, let's pay them to talk about the games. And uh, Peter, I believe you've got the ad read there for this week. Absolutely. This uh, this week's sponsor comes from your local Firewatch man, Fire Watchman, Fire Watchman. or woman. Sorry, yes. Fire Watchman or woman, Fire Watchwoman. Uh, they they've got a really important message for everyone at home. Okay. Don't. don't Stop! Stop setting fire to like the the bush and stuff. Yeah, that's no. the exact word. It's just don't stop. don't just Hang stop on, setting fire to the bush and stuff. It says stop, don't stop setting fire to the bush and stuff. Don't ellipsis. Don't ellipsis. Just stop, stop setting fire, fire to, to the, the bush, bush and stuff. stuff. But it's all one. It says bush and mine bush says and bush and stuff. Yeah, no, it's yeah, spelled, it's bush and stuff. It's spelled weird, as in b u s c h e n. S-T-U-F. Mm. Bush, bush and stuff. Bush and stuff. Stop, just stop setting fire to the bush and stuff. Is that a Germanic thing? 
Uh, Bushin stuff. I think it's Native American. Actually. Is it? Yeah, but the Bush, the Bushin stuff. Bushin stuff. Yeah. Okay. Sounds, doesn't weird. it sound so Native American and not German? Yeah, it sounds really far fetched, and there's a reason for that, Peter. Mm-hmm. Because it's a lie. Is it? We got you. Oh, they got me too. I believe we got this him. one. We we got. Did you? Yeah. I've been misled. It is, it is pretty convincing, Pushing to be stuff, fair. Yeah. Uh, this podcast is actually brought to you by wonderful patrons over at patreon.com forward slash team triple jump. If you support us at any level, including one dollary do, mm. you, can, uh, you can post questions and topics of discussion and things like that. Every week we put a post in there asking for podcast questions and we cherry pick a few and we sprinkle them like cocaine throughout the podcast for a special... Special nose treat mm. as we go. Uh, the first nose treat, Peter, yeah. comes by way of Robert James. Robert James. Robert James. Two last names. Who? Two, two last names? No. It's fine. Austin Austin. Yeah. Or Potter Potter. Whether a game has a platinum or not, do you always want to finish it to 100%, even though you know you won't be coming back to that game in the future? Asks Robert James. No. Not always. No, not always me too. No. Um, Thank you, James. Let's let, James Robert. Let's move on to the next. On to the... No. Uh, what, what, how do you feel about finishing games all all the way? Uh, it very much depends on, obviously, first and foremost, whether I'm enjoying it. I think, mm. I, obviously, you can say the same for anyone. I think if you're not enjoying a game, you're not going to be that inclined to c- complete it to 100%. Although there probably no. are some people out there who just have this thing in their head where... Well, I've started it. I've unlocked one trophy. I'm going to have to complete it now. You know, like when you get a trophy or or like an achievement on your Xbox and it's just on your record forever now. Yes. And, you know... Darksiders 3. You don't want that game on your, on your card that just has a single achievement slash trophy. So you just complete it anyway. I bet there are people who do that. Mm-hmm. But no, for the most part, if you don't enjoy a game, you're not going to want to play it to 100%. No. But, you know, further to that, even if I'm having fun, it totally depends on what 100% entails. Like, you know, even, you know, a, a big a big Ubisoft game with loads and loads of map markers, I'm not always inclined to even 100% those, which, you know, yeah. they're, they're not always that hard. You just have to go to every place and, you know, clear out a base or... So much of it is fluff, though, Find isn't it? our thing. Like but it's stocking filler. Yeah, exactly. Just so it's much just... nonsense in it. Oh, it feels. I don't want to sound ungrateful, Mum, but I don't. I don't need all. No. I don't want to go collect all the feathers, Mum. Yeah. Uh, so I really appreciate you buying me feathers, mm. which is the latest thing that ten-year-old boys are into this year. Feathers. But I just don't want to go collect all those feathers. Yeah. And please. There's, uh, Mum, I just don't want to assassinate any more people. Look, Merry Christmas, Mum. I, I bought you some nice hand cream and uh, uh, a book. That book that you've been asking for. Oh, what's what's this, Mum? But I don't oh, want. Is it? Oh my, it's. I can't get in. Oh, it's it's well wrapped. Oh, it's feathers. Oh, it's feathers again. Thanks, thanks, mom. Thanks, thanks. Oh, a feather. Thanks. What about you, Ben? What what dictates whether you? I know the question says not all games have a platinum. Mm. Or, well, I mean they do. No, they don't. Small games don't. Small games. But don't. in any case, what dictates whether you go for a hundred percent slash a platinum being a platinum hunter? Well, I'm not so much of a platinum hunter anymore in that mm. if there is a game that is notoriously easy to platinum, i.e. it costs £2 and you can finish it in 10 minutes, yeah. then I might do that on occasion because I'm shameless. But usually it's a game, it's got to be a game that I like that I that I feel like is it's achievable without making me go insane because yeah. I've done more than enough platinum trophies for games where by the end of it, I was tearing my hair out because it was either so hard or just so drawn out. Mm. Um, 
And so I think what I usually do now is I've got the only notification I have turned on on my PS4 is for trophies. That's the only one. But when I play a game that I'm really enjoying, I turn that off. So I don't know what trophies I'm getting. Right. And this is speaking specifically about trophies. Um, because some games, to get the platinum, you need to do everything. Yeah. But some games you don't. Like Horizon Zero Dawn. You don't need to collect all the stuff. You don't need to do all the side missions. Uh, which I thought was quite quite a welcome change, actually. Mm-hmm. Because I know that if I had done every side mission and every collectible in that game, my experience would have been would have suffered, I think. Right. And I wouldn't have I wouldn't hold it in such high regard, I don't think, because plenty of games haven't been ruined by me feeling obligated to do everything in it, mm-hmm. but they have certainly been tarnished a little. Uh, worst case scenario being Skyrim, obviously we've spoken about before. Cannot. I cannot play that game anymore. And that, you know, this this stretches back to the first month of release in 2011. I just can't play it, even now. Um, But other games, you know, like God of War, I did everything in that. And that was honestly, that wasn't, uh, that wasn't too much of a chore, mm-hmm. but I still know that I'm going to need longer before I play it again than I would if I had done every single little thing in it. Yeah. Uh, and it was a bit tougher. Okay. Or if I hadn't, sorry, if I hadn't done that. Uh, it varies, right? It varies. Mm. I like to finish a game and see how many trophies I've got and and then look at what remains. And if it's all like complete it on FU difficulty. Yeah. And it's like, nah, that's not, you're not going to get that from me, I'm afraid. Or oh, wasn't there, a, I always forget what game it was. Well, I think it's happened in a, probably two or three big games, but it's like you have to kill like 123,400. Was that a Dead Rising game? Yeah, I mean, I guess in Dead Rising, it's not so hard because there's just that much, you know, fodder to blow up. But I think there was even like, I want to say Gears of War had an achievement for not that many kills, but like, you know, possibly thousands or tens of thousands of kills. Right. Um, I might be, it might not have been Gears of War, but I do kind of have that in the back of my mind. And people, it was just notorious. Like people were saying, I'm never going to 100% this because that is just you know unbelievably yeah. it's just a grind it's not even difficult if you if you were locked in a room for the rest of your life you'd you'd have it done pretty soon but mm-hmm. yeah um no absolutely but so if if you're whether or not you decide to get a platinum in a game are you much of a 100% kind of boy if it's a game where you don't need to do 100% to get the platinum do you think you'd still be I guess, it, you know, like we say, it varies, doesn't it? On... it um, I can't say that I would, actually, yeah. necessarily, uh, purely because so many games now, 100% is tied intrinsically to the Platinum, mm. and that's what motivates me as much as yeah. I am enjoying the game. Uh, so Spider-Man, for example, I would like to think that I would do every single optional thing in that game because I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. But, you know, Horizon Zero Dawn is the only one that I can think of in recent memory where I didn't have to get 100% for the platinum, and I was quite glad that that I that I didn't. Right. And I, and so and so I didn't. Um, so I don't honestly. The on, the honest answer is I don't know. Yeah, it just varies, doesn't it? I I would have to be presented with that situation and just see how much I'm enjoying the game and see if I can I can be arsed. Really. It's like with um, reignited trilogy is obviously a, a good example for me being such a, a Spire fanboy mm. in that you didn't need to do everything in the game to get the platinum in that. You had to do all the all the obvious standard stuff, but there are skill points in the game, yes. which are kind of hidden. Or actually, no, they're listed now in the new version. They weren't in the old versions of the game. You just sort of did them by chance or had to 
look on the internet as to what they were. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, in, in Reignite Trilogy, you don't. I, I'm pretty sure you don't have to do the skill points to get the platinum. Uh, but I did them anyway just because, you know, I love it that much. But yeah, as a general rule, I would not go for 100% beyond yeah. possibly a platinum. Yeah. Well, there we go. Thank you very much, Robert. Uh, Peter, it's time for a groundbreaking section. We're breaking the ground right uh, now. We're breaking the ground. Mm-hmm. Everybody hold on. Everybody wearing their hard hats. Smash. Oh, outcomes are what we play in with an apostrophe. Uh. Oh, crikey. Peter, it's time for what we play in. It is. Peeps, what we play in. Oh, we played all sorts in the past week or so together. Yes, we have actually. We played uh we played a bit of Jackbox with Mighty. Yes. Yeah, we did. I mean, we fans. don't we don't talk about vidiots that much on, on no, this we stuff don't. because obviously this is this is our day job and vidiots is something that we do in our spare time. But yes, we had uh, I suppose it's as good a time as any to mention that we had Michael Johnson up and as you will have seen by the video that went on the channel uh, out on the channel yesterday. Yes. Um there he's he's recorded a load of stuff with us for Triple Jump. But yeah, we did we did some vidiot stuff while he was up too. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, we did a stream, didn't we? Yeah, we played some some video games with that audience which is actually largely the same as this audience. Pretty much. It was a big crossover. All the names were very familiar. Um, so we played some Jackbox with Mikey and, and the, the crowd who were watching us stream. Mm-hmm. Me and uh, you and Mikey also played Sexy Serial oh Killer. Oh my goodness. Which is a Steam game that is worse than it even sounds. Uh, yeah. Just, just the worst thing ever. We just kept dying immediately. It's been out for a year and a half. I can't believe they haven't patched it. Yeah. I can't believe there's no DLC. No. Nothing. Well, actually, there was DLC, wasn't there? There was, was that there? bonus, like, Valentine's Day level. I think that was... Did that, was that added in, think, added in I after think the it, fact? It looked to me like it had been added wow. after the fact. So, that is it. Hello? That was the hype train. That was the hype train. You mean, these microphones don't pick it up, but a oh. big train just... We, <sighs> we're next to a train line and there's air vents behind us and it just concentrates the sound of train and yeah. shoots it into the studio. But just over the top of the mic so you can't yeah. hear it. Uh, also, God, I'm on camera doing that kind of gesture, aren't I? That was a bit dodgy. What, was, what did you do? Did you do, a, did you do a seek? I did a little bit of a seek, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I am also on record saying I like to kick the Nazis. You, so you are, not yes. Not be them. Yeah. Uh, uh, also, though, uh, me and you have since done another live stream at time of recording where we played... Mom. Mom. Mom, get the camera. Mom. Mom. Uh, Man of Medan. Oh, boy. That's, in a surprising way, almost the pits, isn't it? <laughs> yes. I was strangely. I was shocked because I saw the reviews weren't great for it. And I thought, oh, man, that's kind of a shame. But the reviews weren't great for Hidden Agenda. And I liked Hidden Agenda, yeah. which was also from Supermassive Games, who did Until Dawn, which we've also streamed and is also excellent. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we discovered... I said it to you at the start of the stream, and I think it became definitely more evident as we went on that mm. the, the, the problem that a lot of people have with this game is that... The writing and the characters in Until Dawn made sense because it was hammy and cheesy and the characters were meant to be kind of archetypes. They were meant to be kind of dicks, basically. It was almost supposed to be a video game based on a kind of late 80s, early 90s horror movie. Exactly. And it didn't matter that it was silly. Yeah, and it was a bit wonky in places, but it just worked. It worked for the setting and what they were doing. That is exactly the same in this game. All the characters, all the writing... Except it takes itself super seriously. Yeah. And it does not work at all. Uh, Notwithstanding the numerous technical performance weirdness that we saw, lots of rogue frames between pretty much every scene, the sort of telltale level of wonkiness that you just sort of have to accept with a telltale game, but you don't expect it from 
Because it looks so good, right? It's such a graphically good game. Well, it does about half a second after the camera angle changes when you've had, <laughs> you know, two little, like, dropped f- frames that are just completely black. And, and then the textures suddenly the level of detail <laughs> changes, you know, about the 0.75 second mark. And then mm. it looks great. Yeah. And there was one point I, I pointed out where as we walked, we, the, there's a lot of fixed camera angles. Well, it's all fixed camera angles in this game, pretty much. Mm. Uh, we were walking down this corridor towards the camera. And as we got closer, because of the field of view, our character got a bit blurry because the, the focus was still on the corridor in the background. And as he just got slightly out of focus and the light was being cast on him, I we looked at it and I was like, that looks like an actual photograph, doesn't mm. it? Like the moment you just slightly blur the the face and stuff and you can't really you can't see that uncanny level of thing that would you know video game developers are still trying to get beyond it looked so good and it's just a shame that it is written so badly and acted really badly not even just the voice acting but like the actions and and the script is just dreadful some of the thing the names they call each other just so the words they come out with yeah it's just a what was it nerd nerd burst nerd sorry Sorry, nerd nerd burst nerd burst what there's like a weird mixture of people calling each other really old-fashioned insults i can't really think of one just sort of meme humor from the early days of memes well yeah but so so there's like meme humor but then stuff from about 10 years ago like on the playground when you'd call each other uh you know I, I can't even think because a it's dweebus. Yeah, a bit like a dweeb, or, but no one said dweeb yet. But it's like yeah. they're calling each other dweebs, but then they're also saying epic fail. You know, it doesn't know what it wants to be, and they're all saying stuff to each other that doesn't make sense. Like they, they at this point in the game, they <laughs> hate the captain. Yeah, even though the captain's been super reasonable, and everything that every interaction we've had has been super reasonable between all of them. But every time they say or do something that we have no control over, it's so at odds with our choices mm. that it almost makes our choices completely invalid. We've now started playing the captain as a bit more of an uptight. Yeah, just to try and make it fit. Yeah, but to begin with, she was like, uh, you know, this is a, a very, it's not even a spoiler, this is right at the beginning of the game. Basically, they, they get a boat on this, this captain's boat goes out to a uh, an uncharted wreck underwater mm. that they want to go and dive in. And she says oh, if you found a, a new wreck that no one knows about, you need to kind of report that, you know? And they're like, no, we're not going to... No one's going to know. We'll just go down there and look and come back. And, hey, we could have just been swimming and we found it. It's not like, you know, they even know that we knew it was here. Yeah. And then the, we had the option to be like, no, we in the, on this boat, we do things by the by the book. By the book. Uh, but we chose the option where she was like, oh, okay, just just don't touch anything. And but then they just went off on her like yeah. as soon as she was out of earshot they were going man I really hate that she's so uptight yeah and then they go down there and we don't get any choice over it but they completely wreck the the the, the thing they yeah. find they take loads of items off it mm-hmm. and then someone above surface pisses off some pirates yeah. for no and we had no control over any of this it's like I don't like anybody in this game yeah. why would I want to keep them alive mm-hmm. they're horrible I mean. It's still fun. It's fun. But it's, oh, yeah, absolutely. It's objectively worse than Until Dawn in almost every way. We will be finishing it because it's super fun to stream. In a, in, it's, it's about as fun as a, an episode of Worst Games Ever. Yeah, you know, it's, it's just that kind of fun. Janky, and st- you never know what they're going to say or yeah. do. The scares, we haven't had too many scares yet, but it's just, just, just pretty cheap surprisingly rubbish. Yeah. yeah. It's just like he's counting the thunder and but the distant the time between the thunder and the lightning to work out how work out how far away it is, mm. and he counts. 
you, you hear the you hear the well, you see and hear the lightning and the thunder at exactly this like there's a flash with the thunder with thunder immediately, and he goes one two and he counts to eight. And then it flashes and thunders again. Eight, eight seconds. Eight seconds. That's not. That's not that's even. Not that's not works. how any of that works at all. What are you do? It's like he he understands that he has to count, but he doesn't understand that the the only reason he's counting is because the light and the sound yeah, travel, travel at different, different. speeds. <laughs> but he's still like, yeah, this is this is it. I know what I'm doing. And then he got a bit of his ear cut off, and I couldn't have been happier to yeah, be honest. Now so, we can't hear the thunder. So, yeah, but we still have to hear him. Yeah. The one of my favorite things though was that you you can say nothing. Yeah. And so whenever he tried to be a slick slick flyboy, we were just ignoring him and just going, okay. And then he'd say something else, and we're just ignore and we just stand there sort of awkwardly. Blinking at him in that sort of weird until dawn way where the yeah. mouth sort of moves strangely without saying any words. That's the best thing about the say nothing uh, option, which is I think in I think every single option we've had so far, dialogue option, has had the choice to say nothing. And the best part is that if you do it like three or four times on the trot in a conversation, the person you're talking to or more to the point not talking to feels the need to respond to your silence on every occasion, which is not how it would... If someone was blanking you in a conversation yeah. for that long, you'd be like... R-. And, you know, you would almost say nothing back to them. So we but, were silent to them four times in a row, and every time they, they goes, said something. Oh, okay. Overstep my boundaries. And then silence, and he goes, sure, I get the message, <laughs> and then silence. So what do you think they're doing yeah. down there? <laughs> it's just so weird. Nothing like, okay. Guess you know, I'll guess I'll go back in the cabin. See you later. You it's know? amazing. And yeah. and it doesn't because you're not saying anything either way, it doesn't change your relationship with them either. Yeah. Which is the most fascinating part. Because obviously if you were stood there talking to a brick wall, <laughs> you'd be like, Wow, that person is strange. Bit of a dick. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that was good fun. Thank you to everybody who came along. That was one of our sleepover streams, so mm. we stayed late to do that. Um yeah, so we played that. Mm. That was something. I'm still sticking out the borderlands. Yeah, playing through that would be. little bit every night, really enjoying it. Take, Have you finished the story yet? No, 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 no. No, no. Oh, no. Wow. just going slow. What's great about it, well, I mean, depending on who you ask, because I'm a nerd boy, but... Nerd, sorry, nerd burst. No, sorry, sorry, nerd burst, uh, is that each area now has a percentage completion rating, oh. and they have little things you can do in each area, sort of a small evolution based on every open world game ever since Borderlands 2. Mm-hmm. So there's like a... like. Uh, sort of audio logs to pick up there's uh, radio towers that you have to do sort of like a small jumping puzzle to get up and convert to your side Uh, a a vehicle that you can find that if you park in a garage it unlocks a new part to customize your vehicle with so there's always like little things you can do so we make our way through every level and it's also got that resi 2 thing where you when you go in a room it turns blue so you know you've oh, been yeah. there and got everything i love that so when you're making your way through the map it's sort of like the fog of war in that it goes blue where you where you travel mm-hmm. so you can look at the map and know the bits that you haven't been to yet right so it gives you a rough idea of where these potential items that, that you may have missed are um so we're just being very meticulous and working our way through each level one by one and uh really really enjoying it that's having good a, having a great time yeah having a really good time yeah Medieval. Yeah. Uh, we've done a uh, quip scope on that. We if have. you want to hear our full thoughts, please go and uh, please, please go and watch that. Yeah. Uh, we'll talk about it more there. But it's very short and it's the first two levels and it's available now for free on PlayStation demo. if you want to go. Short-lived demo. Short-lived demo. Oh. Exactly. So, yeah, go check out our video on that, please. Is that all? Yeah. 
hit me with a question, peeps. Time for a question. This is from Ravier Zamirez. Um, <laughs> I think you nailed it. Yeah, absolutely. Who says, there is talk that Sony will be releasing two models of the PS5. How do you feel about this? Personally, I feel the only way this can be successful is if the specs are the same with both versions, but one console has more features, such as backwards compatibility with all generations of PlayStation, while the other is only compatible with PS4 and PS5 games. And then in parentheses it says, sounds like a stretch. What do you boys think? Mm. So uh, we've got a quote here from Tech Radar, haven't we? Yes. Would you like to... Tetradar. Te- Tetradar, yeah, that's that's it. Accord- best, be- the best Pokemon. Yes, Tetradar. Tetradar. Evolves into... Uh, Tetradon. Tetralizard. Tetralizard, excellent. According to noted Japanese games journalist Zenji Nishikawa, the PS5 Pro will cost around $150 more than the basic PS5 console. The report states that Sony is taking this approach because it has acknowledged the interest in a high-end model and wants to give players what they want right from the beginning of the generation. Now, this rumor sort of slipped me by. Mm. There's a part of me that hopes it's not true just because... And also, I should say, uh, Zenji Nishikawa, as well as being a noted Japanese games journalist, has been pretty much on the money with past predictions about things and right. rumors. So it, it, there's there's something to this. I'm not a huge fan of the of the two tiered sister, the two tiered generation. Anyway, I wasn't a fan of the idea of the PS4 Pro, and I was quite content not having a PS4 Pro for the entire generation. The only reason I ended up getting one was because. I wanted a Spider-Man console. And I thought, if I'm going to drop stupid money on a a Spider-Man console after they've stopped selling them, Mm -hmm. I might as well pay a little bit more and get the the chunkier heavy-duty boy rather than the the regular one. Yeah. Um, But I don't... I don't... don't, How do you feel about immediately... Because it doesn't splinter the user base in any sense. No. But how do you feel immediately about knowing that potentially you have the worst PS5? Well, so this is the thing. This will be the first time... Um, that at launch, presumably these will come out at the same time, these two models, uh, a, a, a console will have a two-tiered system. So we've had PS4 Pro, and we've had Xbox One S, X4, Scorpio, Box, Project Natal, Black uh, uh, Super Version, Milo. Deluxe Elite Edition. Yeah. Uh, but those came out staggered, right? They didn't and come the, out. Sorry, on... and the Nintendo Switch as well. Oh, of course, yeah. Which is just, it's a Nintendo Switch, but it has biceps. Right. And in those, that's where you store your Amiibos. Fantastic. It's really expensive. Um, but yeah, so w- what this makes me think of immediately is not only, oh, that'll, that'll feel a bit, you know, sad that I have the worst version of the it's PS5. okay. We love you. Shit. Ooh, shoot, shoot. shoot PS5. Oh, my goodness. That was a really close one, wasn't it? Yeah. Shooty PS5. The shooty PS5. Ooh, I felt myself falling off that cliff and like scared shoot. me. Shooty <laughs> PS5. We uh, love you. So not only is that a little bit like, yeah, not quite splitting the the fan base, but, you know, there's something there. But it, it just reminds me of, you know, the Elite Soldier Deluxe Edition version of games, you know, the right. the collector's pro. Uh, but it comes with a lithographic sleeve. Exactly. You know, I, obviously, I'm sure there's going to be a lot. I'd like to think there'll be more differences if for uh, 100 to 150 dollars than yeah. just oh and you get a you get your own special gun skin at launch mm-hmm. you know which is the difference between uh video game editions of things you can capture internally in 1080p now instead of 720p yeah. so that doesn't warrant an upgrade though, no. does it well so this is the thing it depends what the differences are in spec mm. um 
presumably it would be really stupid of them to not provide 4K on the basic model. You no, know, you look at the PS4. Would, no, surely, yeah, yeah. You, that would be ridiculous. Mm. You look at the PS4 and the PS4 Pro. Hopefully, the differences won't be the same. Mm. Uh, you know, I'd like to think that everything the PS4 Pro has will be in the PS5. But I mean, I'm trying to work out what the differences would be, other than yeah. I guess hard drive space. Uh, yeah, maybe just some higher end hardware so it just makes things look a bit better and load a bit faster um if there was backwards compatibility for the entire playstation library which i think is unlikely personally Mm. i would actually be super tempted that would really get me splashing an extra 150 dollars or maybe even more do you think there would be significant backlash if uh xav ir ram rays uh his suggestions are true where, where they gate that stuff behind a more expensive model. I don't know if there'd be... Yeah, maybe there would be. Uh, it, you are kind of gating your stuff. But at the same time, in a way, what you're doing is saying that it's almost... It is like the Nintendo Switch in that the Switch didn't bring out a higher-end version of their console. They almost brought out a, a simpler version of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can kind of think of it as though if they bring out this like PS5 Pro that was the model they always wanted to make and produce. But they looked at the price tag and thought, oh, that's a bit high for people. What we'll do is we'll make a slightly slimmer version and make that the PS5. In Mm. fact, maybe that's even how they should name these things. You Mm. know, I think they should call it like the PS5 and the the PS5 Lite or whatever. Because what they want to try and what I think they should try and get across is that they're not trying to gate extra features behind a paywall. They... They've they've put out their standard PS5 model, but if it's too costly for you, yeah. then, hey, here's a cheaper version with mm. a bit less going on, Yeah, maybe. See, I'm a sucker for getting the nicest version of something at launch that I can afford. Right. So with the PS4, I got the For the Players edition that came with Killzone Shadowfall and two DualShock controllers and various other gubbins. Mm. And it came in a bigger box and it was more expensive, but I wanted it. I wanted the best version at launch. If it runs, a, if they do this immediately and it just runs a bit faster and jumps a bit higher... I'm not going to be pleased, yeah. but I'll probably still buy it because I feel like they know what they've done there and they're, they're sort of forcing mine and people similar to me, they're forcing our hands mm. uh, in that we feel like we have to get it. If they waited six months and then said, oh, by the way, we've got this version that runs faster, jumps higher, and also we've managed to, and this will be complete BS, we've managed to get a PS2 emulator onto it. What? There's no way we can get it onto the original console. Yeah. No way at all. You have to buy this one. Then, I don't know, I think people will probably... Ah, oh, it's difficult. People will still be pissed off, but for different reasons, because, hey, I've only had this for six months. You're telling me really I'm going to have to buy another one yeah. to get access to that. So I suppose they should do it at launch, but at the same time, I don't like feeling like I'm I they, I'm they being sort of manipulated into buying something I don't really need. If it came out, if it came out after launch, when clearly, assuming this report is correct, they already know that it's going to exist, Yeah, I'd be really mad, because... <laughs> You know, it, it would depend on what the features were. You know, I might not be interested. If it if it just runs faster and jumps higher, I'm not actually that interested. I don't care too much for performance, especially being a console gamer. You know, if I really wanted the crispest, sexiest video games, yeah, uh, I would 
play more PC, I guess, because you yeah. can just do stuff with that mm. if you spend spend the money. But uh, if if they did bring out a version six months later after I've just sunk what potentially six hundred dollars or you know, there's yeah. all kinds of price points flying around on uh, the the standard version, and then it's like, hey, by the way, this has an emulator in it. I would be really, really mad because, number one, I've just spent a load of money when I would have rather waited and get the better version. Also, number two, you make a good point. When you put it like that, a PS2 emulator does not cost $150 to put onto it. It, It's so simple technology nowadays, Mm -hmm. you know? It's running stuff that was made, God... 20 years ago in the case of some of the PS1 games. Yeah. Um, if two idiots can use an emulator to play worse games, yeah. then, I mean, we already know that, that, that Sony have got previous with this anyway. They stuck an emulator into the PS1 Classic. It's not, it's not even a proprietary yeah. thing. They just nicked one that was already available mm. elsewhere. They don't care. No. Why not put it in? I'm assuming it's complicated licensing stuff, but if people own the game, we're not asking you to resell them. If people already own their physical games, give them an option to play them. Yeah, because they have across the right all to, the consoles. They bought though. it, no matter how long ago. It's theirs. There's no licensing issue there. They bought it. They own it, and they bought it from the relevant publisher at the time. Yeah, just let them play it. Absolutely. Or yeah, just offer various publishers and and developers, whoever still own the rights to things, to just start reselling games on on a marketplace that mm-hmm. you know has has for a console that has an emulator so i think the 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 point or the answer here is that we're we're divided on this mm. in that i feel like it would need real justification to warrant purchase yeah uh there's also the fact that people who can only afford the cheaper one have to have, sit there with the knowledge that they have the worst PS5 immediately. Yeah. Not even they're immediately out of date. They're immediately running the the worst one, mm. which kind of sucks. Um, I don't know. I don't, I'm I'm not sure. I think oh God, I will probably feel like I need to buy it, but yeah. I hope that there's a good reason. They mm. give me a good reason at least. Yeah. I would love it. You know, putting aside the fact that it shouldn't cost a hundred to one hundred and fifty dollars more mm. if there's an emulator option. You know that I'll be a sucker for that because of my my old games love. Yeah, your big old library. So, yeah, they could they could definitely squeeze two hundred dollars out of me for that. Definitely, which is ridiculous. Well, it's time to talk about something very strange indeed. Something more ridiculous than what we've just been talking about. Are you ready to get weird? I am. It's time for weird news. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. 
Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Weird news time, Peter. Yeah. What have you got for me? I've got some really weird news. Do you know what? Yeah. Weird news sometimes, or quite often, is outrageous bad things that have happened. Okay. Like when, you know, people try and play two gate two e two G spots at once. <laughs> yes. Uh competitively. Or, you know, things like that. Uh or a weird game comes out. Mm. I've got a good weird news for us today. A positive weird news. Positive well, yeah. You uh, raise us up and I'll take us back down then. Oh, positive. You'll get that one. I'll tell you what it is. Uh, okay. Trade your blood for a copy of a vampire video game. What? Sorry, what? This is this is better than it sounds. At the moment, it just sounds really weird, like some sort of black market. So is there just a guy called Gary? Yeah. I just bring him a, a carrier bag full of my blood. He's like a cultist, and you step over his altar... Yeah. Drain your your veins onto his stone. So oh, see, I wouldn't I wouldn't go there to have my blood. I'd bring him the blood already. Okay, I'd feel more com- if that's okay. I'd feel more comfortable. But make him sure it's blood. not one that's got holes in for children who swallow them. I'll just pinch it. Okay, for children for the children who swallow for them. the children who swallow them. Yeah. Trade your blood for a copy of a vampire video game. This is according to Polygon. Okay. Nicole Carpenter. Okay. Bandai Namco is holding a blood drive at TwitchCon. Oh, okay. See, it's not it's not a Bad weird. That's, that's I mean that yeah, the title was a little scary. Yeah, it sounded really strange. Bandai Namco is holding a dot 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 unique dot 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 launch celebration for Code Vein. Code Vein. A blood drive. Uh, if you hadn't guessed, Code Vein has vampires in it. Okay. Vein, blood, get it, it says. I do get it. During TwitchCon weekend in San Diego, Bandai Namco is holding a blood drive in conjunction with the American Red Cross, offering a free copy of Code Vein and a, quote, promo blood kit. Okay. Don't know what that is. That's a little more sinister. For people that donate blood, according to a tweet from the publisher. The blood drive will be held on the uh, 27th of September. I couldn't work out whether to say September 27th or 27th of... Swept, swept, heavens. Yes. Uh, Which is Code Vein's release date from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. in San Diego's Gaslamp Square. Mm. Bandai Namco is pointing potential donors to the American Red Cross website to pre-register. And at the time of writing, the site has no online appointments available. I don't know if that means because they're fully booked or they've not got themselves into gear yet. Right. Um, it certainly, uh, Though it certainly feels weird to trade blood for a video game, the Code Vein Blood Bank event is for a good cause. Okay. According to the American Red Cross, every two seconds, someone in the USA alone needs blood. Donated blood is used in surgeries, cancer treatments, and for people with chronic illnesses. One blood donation can potentially help three people. Oh. One donation can potentially help three people, the American Red Cross reports. Code Vein will be released on September 27th on PS4, Xbox One, and Windows PC. That was some good weird news. It was. It's weird. Yeah. You know, it's it's pretty pretty it's unorthodox, weird. but it's, uh, it's a good thing. That's okay. That's okay. It's okay, because you do it for a good cause. We'll all 
go to heaven for doing it. Yeah. Do you remember when people, they were offering people uh, the, the hitman haircut at some com- convention? Like they were shaving people's heads in, in tattooing exchange. Tattooing a barcode. Not tattooing back. a barcode, but in exchange for... In fact, they may have been doing the Hitman tattoo as well. I can't remember. In exchange for a copy of the game. Wow. And they got fully booked because people have will do anything for a free game. Absolutely. But at least with giving blood... I mean, I hope the hair was reused and maybe used for wigs and stuff. But like the, with the blood, it's definitely going to a good place. I don't think it works. I don't think you can just shave like short boys' hair. No, I'm sure some girls went for it too with long some hair short or boys, boys with long hair. But yeah. what I mean is if you're a hair donor, I think you have to grow it out really long and then they just cut it like straight. Cut so it So they've special. got some really long strands, yeah. Wow, then. It so was a waste. I suspect it was wasted. <laughs> um but there you go. Oh. That's a very strange thing, but a, a good cause. A good cause. That's happening. Uh, and, and do you know what? Yeah. It's a good way to market your game because we're talking about Code Vein. It's a vampire game that Bandai Namco are doing out in September. I know that now. Yeah. Didn't know that before. Well, and now you all know it too. Now you know it too. Amazing. Give blood. Here's a weird news for you, Peter. Mm-hmm. It's from Polygon Yeah. as well. This is written by Charlie Hall. Charlie Hall. Oh, Fallout 76, Peter. <sighs> It's back in the news, but it's not their fault, sort of, this time. Okay. Fallout 76 wearable helmet recalled because of dangerous mold. Oh, no. Yes. Don't we have one of these? No, it's uh, it, it's don't, worry, don't worry, it's a different one. Okay. The Nuka-Cola-themed helmet was sold at GameStop, not included with the collector's edition. Right. So it's a different one. A collectible helmet produced to celebrate the launch of Fallout 76 is being recalled because it contains dangerous levels of mold. While no incidents or injuries have been reported at this time, consumers are urged to contact the retailer and return the product for a full refund. Oh, God. The helmet, produced by Chronicle Collectibles and sold online by GameStop, originally retailed for $149.99 US dollars. According to unboxing videos on YouTube, the Nuka-Cola-themed helmet is nearly identical to the standard grey helmet included with the Fallout 76 uh-huh. Collector's Edition. That's the one that, that we played with. Mm-hmm. We had one of those. Mm. An announcement made on the United States Consumer Product Safety Commission website warned that the inner lining of the helmet can contain dangerous levels of mould. Mold can be present on the fabric insert in inside the helmet, posing a risk of respiratory or other infections in individuals with compromised immune systems, damaged lungs, or an allergy to mold, states the recall notice. Around 20,000 units were made. It's just what you want on the inner lining of a wearable mask as well. Yeah. It's not like there's mold on some, like, socks, you know, which would still be bad, but, like, you get, you're fractionally less likely to suffer respiratory conditions if you've got moldy ankles. Right. But, you know, <laughs> it's right there. Moldy ankles. Oh, Yeah. Oh, smooth skin. Just so good, right? Mm. Oh, there's been an update as well. Uh, This is not the first... This isn't the update. This is not the first issue related to a Fallout 76 collectible, of course. When the game launched late last year, fans found that their collectible helmets had been shipped with a nylon carrying bag instead of the promised canvas bag. Bethesda initially offered $5 of in-game currency by way of an apology. Mounting anger eventually led to the publisher offering a replacement canvas bag. God, I'd, I'd have forgotten or never knew that they offered five in-game dollars as Did compensation you know? for that. Well, if you want to find out more, go watch our video. All I must have all just about it. all about it. I must have just forgotten. Just, you just didn't watch it. I, I know you didn't. Known that. I know you didn't watch it. I've watched that so many Upda- times. Update. It's the trial video. Update. <laughs> No, that's that's from a different. Oh no, it isn't. That's from that's You're just right. from the, the from the template. But I have point. watched it. But yeah, there's a kid, my dog. I don't believe him. It was a cat. See, got you. <laughs> After our article was published, a representative from Chronicle Collectibles reached out to let us know that of the twenty thousand Nuka Cola themed helmets that were manufactured, uh, oh my god, 
<laughs> Only 32 were sold. What? This is amazing. I hadn't read this. That's arguably even worse. It says that all of those customers were notified, uh, d- were directly notified about the recall. All 20,000 units have been recalled. That's really... And they only sold 30... I would buy one if I knew... I mean, $150 with negative press for a moldy helmet. That's God. amazing. Only 30... Oh, I love how there, guys. Were, <laughs> there were so few that they were very, very able to contact those Don't people worry. directly. This won't be a problem at all. We've got them here on this one piece of paper. We've got a list of everyone There's who bought one. It's only 32. It's the size of a primary school class. <laughs> that is... Oh. That's just, oh, I feel so sorry for... I mean, I know Chronicle oh, wow. Collectibles are sort of... It's kind of their fault that, you know, if the, the the blame lies with them that there was, there was moldy stuff in it anyway. Mm. But the fact that they had to out their own failure to save themselves from a bigger failure was kind of sad. They, they will have had to sit down and think like, okay, Right, now, what's the best PR move? Yeah, here? what we could do here is admit to everyone that only 32 people have had a moldy helmet, which sounds better. I'm sorry. You can get a cream for that. You can get, yeah. Uh, which sounds better than 20,000. Or was it? It wasn't 200,000. It was 20,000. 20,000. 20, and they're like, what do we, do we pretend that people were more interested than they were? Or do we admit that only 30 people have been infected with a terrible lung condition? <laughs> we call it Nuka-Cola helmet condition. Yeah. God. Wow, there we go. There was some weird news. Yeah, that was pretty weird. Poor guys. We've poor, got a... poor 32 people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've got a uh, question here from Callum Story. Yeah. Would you like to read it? What's the Callum Story? What's the story in Callum Cal- Balamori? Calamori. Yeah. Uh, sorry, Callum. What Calamari. he's, he's not gonna he's gonna remove his Patreon support for sure. Oh, no. What are some of your best memories of Couch Cop and can you see it making more of a comeback? Comeback, sorry, combat. The combat. Or that's a really bad one. <laughs> or do you think it will continue to decline as more game devs stop including split screen? My friend and I recently blasted through Gears of War Four. I think you mean Gears. Oh no, no, it's Gears of War. It's Gears Five, isn't it? Yeah. Sorry, Gears of War Four. I mean, it's pedantic split screen campaign in one sitting, and we regularly have game nights on my sofa. My favorite gaming memories are of time spent playing local multiplayer with my brothers or my friends growing up, and it would be a shame to see this disappear completely. Wouldn't it? It would. Well, fortunately, Borderlands 3 has local split screen and it's broken. Oh. They haven't patched it yet. Apparently, it just, ru- it just runs really bad. Uh, but I, like the I think, reveal trailer. Yes, pretty much as well as the reveal trailer. I feel like Gearbox n- understands the importance of co-op. Yeah. So few games are couch co-op these days. Mm. I, um, I love couch co-op. Sorry, I thought you, yeah. you were pausing for breath. No, I ju- yeah, I, I was taking a breath. Yeah. <laughs> You can go. Okay. Uh, I love couch co-op, and yeah, it's such a shame that it doesn't really exist so much anymore. Um, the I'd say the the games that I've played couch co-op on recently have have just been Minecraft, which mm. you know you wouldn't exactly call it co-op, would you? It's just multiplayer. Yeah, not uh, the way we play. We kill each other. Oh yeah, we do. Uh, yeah. So I played that at, at Ben's place. Um, obviously, there's some stuff that we've played um, on stream where we pass the controller from one to another, but that's not really split-screen co-op. Mm. Uh, and uh, Trine as well. Oh, it's Trine's not split-screen, it's all one screen. Trine 4's coming out soon. How yeah, exciting we're really excited. is that? So, uh, Midnight stream. <laughs> yeah. Trine 4 release date. Uh, as we've mentioned previously, me, Ben, and my fiancé uh, all play Trine together, and that's super fun. Mm. Um, but, man, do I have some fun memories of couch co-op. Tell me, Peter. Well... I think I've said before on the podcast, it was one of the only games that me and my sister used to play together. I've oh. got a sister two years younger than me. 
and she was she really for some reason enjoyed Time Splitters Future Perfect amazing co-op and we played through that a whole lot and had a really good time with it hmm. yeah really enjoyed it and uh, I know you're a, a Time Splitters fan aren't you yeah that's on here I've actually written Time Splitters 2 VHS story so it's an anecdote oh, yeah. I've completely forgotten about until until recently right um me and my friend Max, I used to go over to his house and play Time Splitters, and we used to we used to have sleepovers and stuff. And we played through Time Splitters too a lot. Uh, but it was sort of I was still of that age where games were kind of mysterious and a bit frightening sometimes. Mm. So it was like super super exciting to stay up all night playing games. Yeah. And so Time Splitters two, we played and we ran it through the. He was a bit of a. It was a bit of sort of like a, a tech whiz in a way. A in tech wizard. He liked he he's now an electrician. He used to just take things apart and just buy loads of crap stuff from car boot sales and see if he could make it work and that's, things. That's what tech radar evolves into. It's tech radar. Tech, tech then wizard. It's t- tech Randa. And yeah. then it's tech wizard. And then it's Maxwell, my friend. Yeah. It's, it's just called Maxwell, comma, my friend. My friend. Uh, he's the final evolution. Mm. Uh, he he managed to work out, which again, it doesn't sound that complicated, but as God. 13 year olds it mm. was a, it was groundbreaking he worked out how to route the ps2 through a vhs player right and then into the tv so we could record we could basically do a let's play yeah so we YouTube. could youtube we could record uh, we recorded an entire playthrough of time splitters 2 onto a vhs wow so we had our own time splitters movie that we could watch yeah um and it was an amazing night. His dad went to go pick up Burger King and everything. Oh. It was really exciting. Max had all the treats. Oh, it was great. What did a time. You, did you watch the VHS back? Sadly ever? not. This is the sad part. Oh. It's because because he he is the way, I, I assume, I haven't seen him for a long time. He certainly was the way he was. I imagine he immediately taped over taped it with something else because he wanted to try and do something else with it. Yeah. But we did do that. And uh, that was a very fond couch co-op. He probably memory. ruined his... his uh, VCR through his PlayStation and somehow was able to put a, a Rosie and Jim tape into the oh no into the tape player and it made a game that you could play. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. That's how good he was. He was very capable. Um, but yeah, that I love. I love Couch Cop. I suppose now hmm. we talked about it briefly on I think our Patreon Discord call we did last night. For those of you who support us ten dollars or above, we love you. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you so much. Um, and we do one of those once a month if you want to come chat with us and just talk live, about, talk about stuff. Um, and we were asked about a similar thing. Mm. And I think now Couch Co-op has sort of made way for basically game shows you can do at home. So whether that's Jackbox, whether that's Playlink, which we're both big fans of, Mm. where everybody can sit on a sofa and crowd around a TV, but play what used to be party games, what was Buzz Quiz TV or whatever, um, is now something that people can play along on their smartphones or, or what have you, or pass the controller. So while it's not really couch co-op, everybody, or like a narrative experience, there's mm. still a way that everybody can still play a game together. Yeah. Um, and and I think that's a really nice evolution, and it's something to hold on to while narrative games more and more are losing these couch co-op elements. Yeah. I, I still, you know, I, although I really enjoy that, and, you know, I've played Playlink with, uh, with my fiancé's, younger brother and sister they came to stay and uh, we thought oh we're gonna how are we gonna entertain them all night we've only got so much netflix that they will enjoy (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh and we played a load of playlink stuff and that was great you know it worked really well it is that kind of thing where you know your nan will play on the nintendo wii even your nan will play yeah um but it's still you know i still think back to the question is like what what are some of your best memories other than playing time splitters with my sister 
I have such a fond video gaming memory of my mystical gaming uncle that I've talked about many times <laughs> who was only 10 or 15 years older than me, so it was almost one of the kids. And we played Halo Combat Evolved co-op on Legendary. It was really hard, and I've got a really vivid memory of doing the last level. And we knew that there was a secret unlockable part of the ending cutscene. It's only a few seconds long, but we didn't know what it was. Um, we completed the game before, mm. and in that, the camera like pans away from the cockpit that Master Chief is in, just as he takes his helmet off and puts it down on like the dashboard. Okay. Which is a technical term for in the cockpit. You yes. have a dashboard. Yes. And we wondered, oh, maybe the camera just gives you a little peek of his face. Now, it didn't. Instead, you have a soldier and, uh, and a, an alien elite like fighting over a, a gun with each other. And then uh, they realize that they're about to die in the massive explosion that you just caused. Mm. And they, they hug each other and say, oh, wow. this is it, brother. Hold me. And then one of them reaches down and grabs the other one's ass. Um, so it, and then they just they just mess each other up. Right? Yeah, I mean, in a way, it was it was almost an anticlimax, but someone climaxed. Well, yeah, but you know the the just the journey that we had to go through to mm. get through this really hard co op. Uh, it just it was a great gaming moment for oh, me. That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully we we get some more games like that because I think that's the thing. Games, there are plenty of co-op games, but they aren't very good, mm -hmm. you know, because there's tons of, of very talented indie studios out there, but a lot of people don't want to play necessarily Overcooked or Catastronauts. They want a Gears of War 4. Yeah. They want a Halo. They want, I mean, Resistance 1 and 3. Those co-op campaigns were fantastic, and you could do them couch co-op as well. Oh, maybe not in Resistance 3. No, you could in Resistance 3, mm -hmm. and I love that. They're, they're fantastic, but yeah, you're right. It's getting more and more taxing. The more complex games get to yeah. make, it becomes increasingly taxing to to render two of these worlds at the same time uh, on the same console, and to like trigger these events. Because quite often in a in quite a linear narrative based game, say something like The Last of Us, mm. there are moments where when you when your character reaches a certain geographical point in the level suddenly a, a whole thing happens and your character gets thrown around if you're if you reach that point you know like three seconds before the other person does mm. how what's the game going to do with that it doesn't know where the other person is going to be at least it knows here is the trigger point player one is going to be here so we can throw him across the world yeah but you can't do that if there's another player behind so it's it's probably technically a very difficult thing to do it's tough you'd, you'd have to have a whole team trying or just limit as you said your your narrative capabilities yeah. by by allowing yeah anyway it's 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 a tricky thing we hope to see more but you know there's there's plenty of great memories of times past yeah anyway. peeps mm -hmm. it's time for a big discussion are you ready i am it is time for the big discussion uh, uh, it's big discussion too time. big for me i'm so small big discussion time peter yeah who we got can't stop addicted to the shindig 247 247 you're gonna win big yeah shin with two n's dig with two g's nice two four seven uh who who asks slash says hey boys i hope you're both well yeah uh what was your favorite part of sony's state of play also have a wonderful day and keep up the great work oh thank you hey thanks shindig you keep up the great work Jeez. as well it's quite touching one of the better digs, I think. Shindig. Shindig, yeah. yeah. One of the better shins, too. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, that's yes. Uh, no, I meant as yeah. in the, the part of your leg. Oh, okay, right. Okay. Stop it. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's let's go through, shall we? State of play. That was this week. People's expectations, of course, were it's going to be an E3 conference, isn't it? No, it's not. No. This is the first time we've heard of Sir, heard heard of heard from Sony since before E3. First time we've heard. Never Sony heard did Sony, this what weird this? thing. The PAL station. Yeah. The flip is that. Uh, so they showed off a few things. Honestly, I thought it was a pretty good one. Yeah, I like this one. I quite like People it. still mad, though, because of course they are. Mm-hmm. So we thought we'd very quickly run through what happened in it and then, of course, talk about the, the biggest thing, which I imagine Shindig was alluding to, which yeah. is The Last of Us 2. Mm-hmm. Peeps, what did we start with? We started with Humanity. Do you know what? I really want to play this. It, it made me feel a bit anxious. <laughs> Did it? Yeah, just the squishing of all those people together. It looks so satisfying. Just loads and loads and loads and loads of little people walking around. Just a giant crowd. Your people. Yeah, your people. Uh, no, your people. No, my, my people. people. Your people. Uh, yeah, the tiny, tiny little people. Yes. But, you know, they're all independent objects and you can swoosh them around. <laughs> it's like those... Um, I often get... I mean, I'm sure it depends on your on your browsing habits, but on Instagram and stuff, I get ads for online, like for, for mobile games, sorry, not online games. And a lot of them now, they're just going off. Um, they're, they're trying to they're trying to sell their game based on mechanics that just look oddly satisfying. Right. So you have loads and loads and loads of dots, and then you you have to like sweep your finger through them, and they all move out of the way, mm. you know, and bounce off each other. And that's what this game looks like. And I really want to play it. I think it looks amazing. It does. It. I. I have no idea what it's going to be, but it's from the people who did Tetris Effect, which is obviously critically acclaimed. Mm. So that will be interesting to see. I suspect it's a bit like Lemmings. I think you have to get like oh, okay. a certain like. A crowd of people to like adore by right. making them like jump and go around and or super rubber dub. There you go, 2006 and 2007 PS3 adopters. Right. That's that's for you. Okay. Super rubber dub was great. It was a it was a game about rubber ducks. Oh, and okay. it used the six axis, the wonky six axis on mm-hmm. the control, and you had to tilt this this bath, which was oh, the plane, yeah. and you had to get this big duck through the little ducks that were in bubbles. And when you pop the bubble, the little ducks would follow you. And then you yeah. had to get as many as possible and then get them to the plug hole. Right. And then they would go down and you'd move on to the next stage. It was crap, but I loved it. It's <laughs> so good. Um, right, next one was Arise, mm-hmm. which seems to be some sort of uh, Viking man making a pilgrimage. It reminded me a lot of Journey. Yeah. It's it sort of he was going for this, this distant mountain. It, yeah. it appeared to be the goal and some sort of Valhalla or afterlife. And yeah, he might be dead or, Valhalla or something. something like that. Yeah. Looks good. I'm interested. Yeah. Don't know anything else about it. Nice art style. It yeah. looks, again, like Journey, it looks like one of those chill, quite minimal in a way, you know. Experiences. Uh, yeah. yeah. Looks good. No, I'm up for that. I said uh, that weird. I don't know. I'm, I'm up. I'm up for I'm that. Up, I'm up for that. Uh, what? What what Ha! What him? What what am? What am? What 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 Spell it for the people at home. W a t t a m. You know, like the man who owned the junk shop in the Phantom Menace. Yes. Watam. Watam. Yeah. Annie Kid's dad. All I remember from this game is that they were all saying "kaboom" with me, please, and they were sad. Yeah. This is a this is a weird one. Yeah. So it's come from the guy who did Katamari and perhaps more similarly to what this game looks like, Nobi Nobi Boy. Nobi Nobi Boy. Which was a PSN game, and it was baffling. It had no real objective. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just, you were, again, you were on this sort of plane, 
and you just sort of went around. You could eat people and like get longer. You were like this weird worm thing. You could play it with another person, but it didn't make. Any, and then you could fart people out, and sometimes they would ride on your back. And they were all sort of different, like themed it places was, with strange objects. And it's just so weird. Yeah, it, it didn't make any. And you know what this game needed? What some kind of spiritual follow up, apparently. And, yeah. this, and that's what this appears to be. Yeah. I have no idea. I have no interest, but I will no, watch from afar. I will watch from afar in fear. Here's a here's a game that I, I suspect you've got more interest in than I have. Do you think this looks good? After Party. Yes. Yeah? Yes. This is from the Oxenfree developers. Mm-hmm. This totally missed... Uh, this passed me by. This has been public knowledge for a while. Oh, really? And I didn't even know that this was from the Oxenfree guys. It's got similar art style. It's got a similar sort of on-the-fly dialogue choice thing. You're basically two best buds, uh, college age, American, oh. and uh, and they die and they go to hell and they basically have to escape hell yeah. by out by out drinking and out partying the devil. Mm-hmm. It looks great. Like I'm I'm super up for this. I'm really excited. I'm not not up for it, but uh mm. I think yeah, I think the art style looks really interesting and it's it's a unique concept for sure. It's not a cliche. So, no. you know, it's got that going for it. It's just um I'm not so so good with side-scrolling, kind of, okay. kind of almost narrative. Well, not narrative-heavy, but you know, there's a lot of dialogue and things like that. Yes, you know? there is. Fortunately, you don't have to read it. There's this voice acting yeah, and stuff. But true. I mean, yeah, it's it strikes me as very sort of, um, what's it called? Who did okay, Double Fine? Mm-hmm. Strikes me as sort of like a Double Fine game, but it's not a point-and-click adventure. Yeah, which is what I liked about Oxenfree is that it looked like a point-and-click adventure, but it was actually quite linear. Yeah, so it was just a good story told from start to finish, where you didn't have to mess around or bash your head against the wall mm-hmm. and stuff. So I think it's out really soon as well. Very excited. Hopefully, play a bit on the channel. I'm intrigued, but just not excited. Civilization Six. Mm. That game is finally coming to PlayStation, or at least just Civilization in general. It's never been on PlayStation. Before. Yeah, I mean. It's Civ. Yeah. Do you I, like Civ? I would love to like Civ. And yeah. it's not that I don't like Civ. It's that I've never been... A, I've never been able to play Civ. Mm-hmm. And also these RTS sort of civilization building games are really complicated and I can't pay attention for that. Well, one. see, I, I quite like an RTS. And there aren't so many of them. You don't get so many of them on console. I mm. guess the closest you get on a semi-regular basis is those like top-down tactical shooters like... Um, XCOM style. Right. You know, they're almost RTS style. Uh, but, you know, Civ, I kind of feel like it's not even a base building kind of thing. It's just a world map and it's just some sort of diplomatic. Uh, uh, it's it's not like Command and Conquer. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. just like a big map with like resources and things. It's not the same to me. And, you know, I like my usual R- RTS war games. Mm. Um uh, but yeah, I'm I'm not actually particularly interested in Civ personally. Okay, yeah, well, that's fair enough. Yeah. Uh, we then also got some PSVR stuff. Mm-hmm. La Noire is coming to PSVR. Yeah. Uh, the medieval demo, obviously, which we've sp- spoken about. Go watch our Quipscope video on that. Yeah. PlayStation Plus has The Last of Us and MLB The Show 19. Obviously, The Last of Us is the big it's the big one there. It there is. was a trailer for Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Mm. It looked really good. Yeah, it did. It looked great. Well, they do good campaigns, don't they, Call of Duty? They do. They it's going to be dark and grooty, this one. Grooty. And it's got, um, it's got uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, you know, Thala. Mustache man, you know his name. Yeah, uh, Cap- Captain Price. Captain Price. That's it. Captain Fisher Price. Yeah. First name Fisher, last name Price. Captain Price. Uh, loved his his the sort of the character that was on show for him in that trailer. Mm-hmm. So sort of like, 
well, love kind of Captain Jack Sparrow. I suppose we got, well, if you get shot, shoot him back. Hey. Unless you've got a rider and a lot of sails hidden in that bodice. <laughs> That's him. That's him. Captain Price. Uh, there's a Death Stranding controller, uh, co- sorry, co- console with piss mushroom yellow controller. Did you see that? I did. It's sort of translucent. But and still very urine colored. Yeah. Great. That's mm. fine. I'll Thanks buy that today, controller. Uh, I'll buy that con- that pissy controller. Will you? Will you actually? Yeah, 100%. Oh, I love gosh. a piss controller, Brilliant. man. Uh, now, the Last of Us 2 trailer was the big thing. The main we, event. We've got a release date. Uh, we've got... We also have got some news that it's actually re- going to be released on two discs. Yeah. Because it's such a such a thick boy. Well, that's intriguing, isn't it? You know? Yeah. That's the thing with some of these narrative, linear narrative experiences. They, they don't always go on for as long as you'd like. Mm. Sometimes they do. You know, uh, Uncharted always seems to just yeah. go on and on. And you're like, oh, more, there's more. There's more and more. There's loads. But I love it. I don't remember The Last of Us. You know, it, it was just, it was an average length, I thought The Last of Us was. Yeah. And it, uh, it worked. It works. I think it was a, it was perfect oh, yeah. for what it was. It was. But this sounds like it might be longer than average. Way longer. Like me. No, no, no. Just let that hang. I'm going to let that hang for a minute. I do. So I'm really excited about this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the trailer was fantastic. Uh, we've got some various theories. We do. About what's going on. There's been a little bit of surprise and concern, uh, from myself included, mm-hmm. a little bit, not quite as much as other people, but they sort of, they, they, it was implied they revealed some pretty big twists there about what happens at the beginning of the game. Yeah. Um, and perhaps it wouldn't have been so much of a surprise if they hadn't, really shown you know that they've they've not really shown much of anything for so long yeah and even the stuff they have shown was completely out of context Mm -hmm. and this is our first trailer that provides some context for what's going on yeah and so i think that as much as anything else is was sort of a bit of a shock like oh i thought you were kind of going to let us go in almost blind on this one because they've been so quiet about it and yeah and the other stuff they've shown yeah it's just been it's just been here's a tiny bit from this portion of the game that's going to make no sense to you yeah but now it's yeah, it's it's like now we have some context and people are a, a little. Some people are a bit miffed that we're like, oh now, oh man, You've blown your load almost. Yeah, we're sort of dog. now we now we know exactly what's sort of going to happen at the start of the game. Well, but see the thing is, I the more we've talked about this, the more I think they're probably doing a bit of a Rise of Skywalker, and they're just showing us they've shown us a few clips and they've let us think what we think, mm. but really it's probably not going to be that right. Um, and I think one of the the slightly bigger giveaways of that is that spoilers. If you're not if you're look, avoiding the trailer for whatever reason, then yeah. why are you still listening? Uh, the point where supposedly Joel puts his hand over Ellie's mouth mm. and pulls her away. She turns around and says, "What are you doing here?" And then it cuts to him, and he says something like, "Did you think I'd let you do this on your own?" Or, yeah. You, if you notice, when she turns around. She's standing outside and there's cars driving past. And then when the camera is on him, he's in a house. So those two lines of dialogue aren't next to each other. Mm -hmm. I'm not suggesting that it's not Joel putting his hand over her mouth. I think it probably is. But what I mean is, I think they might have cut this together cleverly Mm. so that we've put two and two together and made five. And I think, as I say, the more we've talked about it, there's a good chance that Ellie's girlfriend didn't get shot Mm-hmm. in front of her. She's not going out to avenge her death. Yeah. I, sus- I think that Ellie's girlfriend betrayed her in some way 
and Ellie is going out looking for this girl mm-hmm. to kill her. And I, th- I think you're right. In that respect, they've not shown us what's happening. Because there was, it's very heavily implied that they kill her and now she's out on revenge, which again, as you say, I think a lot of people are sort of putting two and two together and getting five and thinking, oh my, well, I didn't really want to, I hope that happens immediately because mm. I'm kind of annoyed. But yeah, they they didn't show it at all. They didn't show it. Yeah. And it cut away and with the Joel stuff as well. But then there's, there's this, this whole other theory that I subscribe to that Joel is still as that we got with the very first trailer that Joel isn't actually there. He's Joel there there's nothing there to to actually prove that Joel yeah is is physically there. He might just be sort of a hallucination or something. The closest you get to that is that he puts his hand over her mouth to stop her giving herself away when those cars go past and you do have to wonder, you know, is that him? But maybe it's actually just the instincts that he's taught her and yeah. she's sort of almost seeing it like Joel is stopping me from giving the game away. But in reality, she notices these cars coming and is like, I must be quiet. If is Joel was here, he would hush me right now. Batman Arkham Knight, it's been on PlayStation Plus. Mm. It, it came out in, God, what, 2015? 2015, I think. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it long enough ago for me to talk about a spoiler from it? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. If you don't want any spoilers for Batman Arkham Knight, then, then just skip ahead two minutes. The Joker's in that game, mm. even though he dies in Arkham City. Yeah. And he exists as a hallucination that only Batman sees because he's got the infected Joker blood in his body from the previous game. Yeah. And that character, Joker, is is basically the the second protagonist mm. because while you don't play as the... Although you do play as the you Joker do, at one yeah. point. Um, you don't play as the Joker for the majority of the game. He still tries to overtake Batman's mind. He's able to physically interact with Batman. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not a concept that is outside of the realms of possibility. No, here no, I, I agree. Yeah, um, but I, I, oh, sorry, I heard another rumor as well that's mm-hmm. really exciting. Can I say it? Go for it. So, one of my friends on on Twitter, uh, Ben Tarrant, he works in game development. Uh, he, he, his theory is that actually in the first game, Ellie. Um, wasn't immune. She was just a carrier that that had a really delayed response. Okay. And that potentially now she's starting to show signs of infection, finally, and that Joel is literally a hallucination as she starts to slowly succumb to what's going on. Oh, God. Um, Which I think would also be really fascinating if it was all just she wasn't actually... You know, because that would... Think of all the moral and emotional issues that would create, especially in terms of presumably the reason she's not talking, she didn't talk to Joel for so long because Joel lied to her. Mm. Joel killed everyone at the end when she was she was the one that could have saved everybody. But it turns out that actually maybe she wasn't. Yeah. And his actions were justified even if they weren't intended to be justified. Because he didn't actually know that she wasn't. Exactly. That would be, that. what a twist a that dilemma. would be. Yeah. It anyway, the, that, was, that was that. That is almost, you can almost, Imagine Naughty Dog coming up with that in you know in a in a story, pow pow. Yeah. Um. So that that's an interesting thing. Um. So because the one other thing is that you know we talk about they didn't show this girl being shot and being mm. killed, and I feel like if they were gonna reveal that as a story arc, because yeah. assuming that that is actually what's happened, that she's been killed and Ellie's out for revenge, 
they could have just actually shown it just to be a bit clearer in their mm-hmm. trailer. Do you know what I mean? Like, if, if they wanted the audience to know, okay, this game is about avenging your girlfriend, they would have shown her body yeah. or shown a line of dialogue where she goes back to the base and says, they killed her, they shot her, you know. Yeah. But the fact that they didn't means that that doesn't exist. There was nothing in the game that they could pluck out and, and put there for you to see that that happens because it doesn't happen because she doesn't get killed, yeah. you know. So that's another reason why I think, you know, it's it's almost like they've only they've only gone about 70% of the way there to be like, this is a game about avenging your girlfriend's death because they would have shown it if that's what it was yeah. and they didn't. So done. I don't think that's what it's about. I think it's a bait and switch. It's all very exciting, though. Apparently, it's coming out a week before the Final Fantasy VII remake as well, mm-hmm. which is also shaping up really nice now. God, early 2020. Yeah. Crazy. Exciting. Very good. I think that was a great state of play. Um, I really want them to do their little transition thing where they sort of zoom in and out of this, like, slide. this yeah slideshow thing. I really want it to be some kind of big reveal when they do the ps5 reveal and it zooms out and it's just detailing on the side of the console oh nice that would be so cool that would be clever but i don't think that'll happen (laughs) Uh, anyway let us know what you thought of state of play what you think of the last of us and everything else we've spoken about this week our weird news would you give blood in exchange for a copy of a game i know you would you you dirty dirty boys and girls and however else you identify sell out what do you like Mm. Peter, Mm. where can people get in touch with us and find us? You can find our online content at youtube.com and twitch.tv forward slash team triple jump. We've got social medias on Twitter and facebook.com forward slash team triple jump. I should thank our social media man, Mm -hmm. uh, Luke Eldon, who who does our Facebook for us yes. and does it a lot better than we would. Absolutely. And likewise, Lord Brotovich and Cecil Prompts, they're over there looking after our Twitch for us as well. And also our YouTube, and our YouTube when we live stream. And moderate there. that too. So yeah. they're, they're moderating our, our live streams. Uh, Patreon uh, is patreon.com forward slash team triple jump where you can ask questions for the podcasts and get all kinds of other rewards. If you're watching the video version of the podcast and you want an audio version, you can go to play.acast.com acast.com forward slash s forward slash triple jump and our website is triplej.map fantastic you can also check out our discord bit.ly forward slash team triple jump thank you to jack bradshaw for moderating that for us uh instagram at that peter austin at ben potter 20 and twitter at that peter austin and at confused underscore dude we do lists every tuesday and thursday streams every monday tuesday and thursday monday and tuesday being solo streams on twitch thursday being on youtube we did a little experiment this week where i streamed later Mm. um and we got more people coming to watch more eyes on it uh kfc oh i played the kfc dating sim as well that's something else i played uh the stream should be up now if you want to go see that we also did a quipscope the actual official kfc gaming twitch account came in and watched for a little bit and was gifted a sub so i had to say kfc gaming welcome to the Wars clan which was very weird we're officially <laughs> subscribed by uh kfc gaming by kfc gaming yeah. so uh we might try to do some more evening streams if people would be interested in that because you know we want to get as many people along as possible and we did see a big upswing in viewership so yeah i, I finished off more. harry potter at regular time just, just while we're finishing off i want people who've been at that time of day to be able to watch the whole thing but, yeah uh, i think next week on monday i will also try and do a late stream and see see how that goes amazing 
Uh, Thursday was uh, Thursdays are our joint streams. Blaze it on YouTube is where we do those. Worst games is fortnightly and Friday for patrons of a certain tier. Sunday for everybody else. This, is, this isn't a worst games ever week, no. but we did have a cut content with Michael Johnson where he talked about three things he wants to cut from the world of video games forever. It was a good fun chat. It was. And please go and watch that. Please, mm. please, please. The podcast, of course, is every Saturday. Please leave a review on iTunes or your platform of choice. It helps something to do with algorithms. Mm-hmm. Peter, can you talk to me about the sponsor? Yeah, it's from... Hello? Hello, there's some rumpety-trumpety upstairs. That's your local firewatch coming right now. Oh, my goodness. It's two floors above you, even if you're in a bungalow. They're, they're up there somehow. They're in one of those fire helicopters that yeah. drops water. And they just, they're saying, look, just just don't... Don't set fire to like the bush and stuff, all, all the bush and stuff. The bush and stuffs. Yeah, stop yeah. it. Stop and every... setting... put your matches away. Stop, stop it. that. Bop it. Bop it. Everywhere they go, it's um, the fireman, fireman, fireman Sam tune plays. Fire, firewoman Sam. Yeah, it's gender neutral name, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, plays. Fireman Sam Fireman Sam with his engine bright and clean Fireman Sam you cannot ignore And then there was just this amazing guitar lick Sam is the hero next door Uh, Don't set fire to the bush and stuff Stop it Take care of yourselves everybody We'll see you next week We will Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.